talk about the fact that our mission is to make them marvel. Our mission is to make them marvel. Amen. That's our mission. Uh, we need to accept that. <laughs> our mission is to make them marvel. That was Jesus' mission as well. We have his ministry. We have his anointing is what we tell people. <laughs> we tell each other. Uh, and, and that is our mission. Uh, the fact that a person marvels is not a bad thing. It's not at all. It's not our doing, is it? It is the Lord's doing. So it's the Lord's doing. And so we should never shrink back from the miraculous. We should never shrink back from the supernatural. We should never shrink back from uh, allowing the Lord to confirm his word working through us with signs following. We, We shouldn't shrink back from that. It's not our power. It is his. His power comes into the earth to do good. Amen. Bible talks about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Not just the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost and power. Not just power, but the power of the Holy Ghost. There's a difference. There are all kind of people that have power in this world. We have authority. We have people with political power. We have kings and rulers. But he's talking about Holy Ghost power. Not anybody's power. You can have the Holy Ghost but be without power. We all know that. Jesus told them to wait in Jerusalem until they were clothed with power from on high. Not any other place but from on high. God is very particular about us having his power and not using the power of the world. Not using fleshly influence. Any of those uh, uh, lower powers he wants us to get power from on high. That is the pure power. That is the power of God that can help us to go about doing good just as Jesus did. In Isaiah 8.18 Jesus says this. That we are for signs and wonders. That's what we're for. He said, Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and wonders. In Israel from the Lord of hosts which dwells in Mount Zion. So we are for signs and wonders. That is what we are here for. And to demonstrate the power of God. Now what does it mean to marvel? The word marvel really has... Uh, some interesting meanings. It means to be amazed or astonished. So the fact that people do a double take sometimes when you speak or when you pray or when you uh, minister, when you uh, um, uh, obey God, is God's design. This is purposeful. This is this is meaningful to God. It means to be amazed, astonished, to marvel. It means to admire. There's a degree of admiration when the miraculous comes into the earth. Jesus was greatly admired. He was greatly hated. <laughs> you know, admiration can turn to hatred real quick, folks. He it means to be wonderful. It means to be separate. What is marvelous is separate from the ordinary. So when you are a person that that uh, causes people to marvel with your when you set out to obey God, when the uh, when people start to notice, take notice, and they're astonished, or it, it do the double take, or you know they're caught up uh, by that that means you've been separated out from the ordinary what you're doing is separate and it's separate in a glorious way it's separate in a valuable way that word marvel means to make great the bible talks about the fame of jesus going out everywhere people talked about him everywhere he went Marvel to marvel something that's marvelous means it's difficult to accomplish. It's not an everyday thing. It's not an everyday thing. It's not something that's done by human power. It's not something that's done by mental assent. It's not done by uh, uh, human endeavor. 
It's something that's difficult to accomplish. And the word marvel also means to put a difference between. So when we preach the gospel and God confirms our word when we step out in faith and lay hands on the sick when we step out in faith and pray and cast out devils we are being set apart and being made different than the average person the average person can't do that you can't do that under human power so we are set apart those acts set us apart from the ordinary that word marvel also means to sever to put a distance between or difference between the person who is doing the work and the the average group of individuals so you can see the fact that God works with you puts you in a category that's separate marvelous higher different set apart it puts you in a different realm and and you've got to understand that you that's God's design that's not you that's not something you can control that is not something that you uh, can dictate it's done by the power of God totally 100% by the power of God that word marvel also means miracles it also means to perform Amen. So it's in other words God will perform his word. If you say be healed, he performs healing. So that word gets performed if it's a marvelous work. It means hard or difficult, challenging. It also means hidden. One of the words for marvelous hidden. It means that the source is hidden. Uh, It's a a work that uh, is now being brought to light. It's a hidden thing. It's something that works within us. It's something we get through understanding the word. Uh, It's not a a well-known thing. It's not something that you know everybody in the world understands and knows and can do. It's a hidden thing, hidden by God, reserved for His purpose. It also means too high, too high to do, too high to be, and too high to show. Too high. Way out of human reach, beyond human control, and beyond human reach. It also means wondrous works. Marvelous works will cause us to wonder. Amen. They will cause us to wonder. So I I began to look through the word and found some some things that happen when uh, God causes people to marvel. I I say we make them marvel. It's our mission to make them marvel. But we know we do that through the power of God. One of the things that will happen when, when you cause them to marvel is they will follow you. Amen. If you cause them to marvel, they will follow you. If if they marvel, they will come. Amen. Brother Hagen used to say healing was the dinner bell. Remember? He said that when when God performs miracles, healing, signs and wonders, that's the ring-a-ding-ding to cause people to run to the meeting or cause them to run uh, to that anointing or, or to that ministry or, or whatever healing is always the dinner bell it will cause people to show up at your meetings it will cause it's these are marvelous things and they get attention and people will follow amen they will definitely follow uh, healing being the dinner bell uh, means that the the fact that he used the word uh, bell uh, and, and you got to understand the culture he came from dinner bell everybody came running you know <laughs> everybody came running uh, but uh, that word the fact that he used the word bell lets you know that a gift is involved remember when the priest at the, at the bottom of his robe or, or his uh, talit um, there was it was uh, alternating bell and pomegranate bell and pomegranate bell and pomegranate bell and pomegranate and that's the priesthood and the the pomegranate means fruit of course we bear the fruit of the spirit of god um, that is a a uh, um, evidence of the christ life in us indwelling christ in us but also the bell was there as a gift so god tends to in in our maturing as believers he will tend to alternate gifts with fruit 
gifts with fruit gifts with fruit gifts with fruit that doesn't mean the gifted are fruity sometimes you see fruity people because they don't have the the character developed you know a lot of times people get excited about gifts and they run off trying to minister without the maturity of the fruit you got it the love joy peace patience long suffering meekness gentleness humble the, the things that make you a christian you understand then there are many people that think it's only the christian life is only fruit they don't believe in the gifts of god so we can all go off half cocked you know with with half of what god has for us and so healing being what what they call the dinner bell means that people will marvel when they see healings they will marvel uh, when they see the power of God and they will marvel when the, the power of God is evidenced. So in Luke chapter 18 was the first example that I found that when the marvelous happens or when Jesus would make them marvel by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit the same power that dwells in us that raised Jesus from the dead it's the same power how they responded to him Luke 18 and starting in verse 35 and it came to pass that as he was come near to Jericho a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging and hearing the multitude pass by he asked what it meant and they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passes by and he cried saying Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me and they which which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace but he cried so much the more thou son of David have mercy on me and Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought to him and when he was come near he asked him he said what would you like that I would do for you and he said Lord that I may receive my sight and Jesus said to him receive your sight your faith has saved you and immediately he received his sight and followed him and followed him glorifying God and all the people when they saw it gave praise to God so these were the kinds of responses that the marvelous brought into being in the the hearts and minds of people God wants people to know that they can trust him and to follow him he wants followers he wants his people back so it's not wrong to desire the marvelous not only to help people but to gather people together for God it really does help God to get his people separated unto himself to get people to follow truth and to follow the right way instead of what they had always followed and that was the religious doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees the ones that ran the temple Jesus constantly admonished them beware the leaven of the Pharisees he said you you can listen to what they say but don't follow their lifestyle Jesus had the goods and he also had the lifestyle and so it's up to us to understand the lifestyle of the Christian and desire to follow that as well as the Christian who demonstrates the fruit and the and also the power or the marvelous works of God and so this blind man received a sight and he immediately followed Jesus and many others following him too and so the marvelous is to gather people to God for the right reasons in the right way it's never wrong to desire to have the word of God confirmed when you preach it to have the word of God confirmed when you speak it to have the unction of the Holy Spirit to lay hands on the sick this is always right and proper Uh, you are not doing this to call attention to yourself you know God knows how to God's real smart folks he's not going to let you steal anything from him so don't worry about the glory of God 
you know, people thinking it's you and not giving God credit for it or anything like that. God knows how to make Himself known. You know, uh, you you couldn't take credit for this in a million years. Most people are afraid they won't be able to duplicate it. That's that's the one thing about taking credit for it yourself. You'll be on the spot to have to produce it all the time. And see, we never know how the Spirit is going to operate and how he's going to move. How the Spirit wills to do things. These gifts do not belong to us. These gifts are an unction of the Holy Spirit. They they move by unction. And unction is something that you have no control over. It moves within you of its own accord. It moves by the power of the one who owns it. So it's not your possession. It is uh, possessed by the Holy Spirit and he chooses to move through you in that way. And so when you understand the unction of God, when you understand God moving on you, uh, you will be able to move with him. And that's, that's the, whole, the whole purpose is to train us. To learn how to move with and cooperate with the Holy Spirit to get the marvels into the earth. We've got to let that be what we're after. The Bible says the Lord confirms his word with signs following. So if we're saying that 2014 was the year of the believer. God works with believers confirming his word with signs following. Period. Signs. Healing. Miracles. Deliverance. Raising the dead, opening blinded eyes. And so we, we need to understand that that is the goal. If you were sick and you, you just came to church and felt good every time and never got healed, you, you would have reason to be disappointed because you're reaching out to Jesus as your healer. You know, many people, uh, you know, are talking about this, this example here, Bartimaeus. He says uh, when verse 40 when Jesus commanded him to be brought to him when he came there he asked him what do you want me to do. And many people say well didn't Jesus know. Well of course he knew. Why did he ask him? Because God needs your faith expressed in order to work. He had nothing to work with up until that time. Amen. Your faith comes through your confession. The Bible says we believe and therefore we speak. So until he spoke and said what he wanted, Jesus had no grounds to do anything for him and anything for anybody else. That's why he tells us to pray. That's why he tells us we can have what we say. And you must say what you desire from God in order to give God permission with your faith to bring that thing to you. Other than that, it'll go to somebody else's house. You don't want to see your car parked up in somebody else's garage, so you need to say what you need and what you desire from God. And so, and and Jesus, and, and we are the same way. We must have the faith of the individual who is doing the asking or doing the desiring. Usually, when we have a healing healing service, um, when I minister to people. In the prayer line, it'll shock you what people will say sometimes. I mean, it just is amazing to me. You'll have people that come up with on a cane or something like that with a noticeable ailment. It's a healing meeting. We preached on healing for an hour or more. And they'll say, uh, I need a financial blessing. You know, and it's all you can do. And I, I said, well, wouldn't you like to be? Well, you know, I mean, okay, if you want to. You know, you if you want to pray for me, like it's my decision. You understand what I'm saying? It, it'll shock you what people will say to you in a meeting that's obviously for them. You know, Jesus will call a meeting for just one person. You know, sometimes if that's just one person that gets healed, that meeting was called for that one person. And so he wants us to understand how these things happen so that we can cooperate with him and we can know what God is after when he does signs, wonders, miracles. Sometimes Jesus wants to heal a person because they desire to be healed. I can't tell you people I prayed with in supermarkets and God and God will heal them instantly. You know, sometimes in the meeting it's a little bit here, a little bit there. You understand what I'm saying? And and, and that's that's his business, how he wants to do it and what he wants to do. Sometimes a person wants it 
totally taken care of you know sometimes people uh in meetings or in the church will be satisfied with a little bit you know and and so it just depends on the level of faith but god is there by the unction of his spirit to work with us confirming his word as we preach it and as we speak it with signs following Bartimaeus or this is probably the story of Bartimaeus it's repeated in some of the other gospel accounts but uh, he never quit asking never quit asking even when people told him to shut up he never quit asking the Lord for what he desired and so that is another important part of faith it's another important part of faith that faith in God is never discouraged from from its goal from its appointed faith has an appointment with the anointing to manifest the marvels of God it has an appointment with the anointing to manifest the marvels of God turn over to John chapter why don't we do John chapter 2 because that's coming first in verse 23 John chapter 2 let's see this is the story of the Jesus' first miracle at the wedding at Cana of Galilee and um, praise the Lord <laughs> You see where I say number 23. It says here. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover. In the feast day many believed in his name. When they saw the miracles which he did. So the miraculous, the marvels, are to point to faith in Jesus Christ. They always point to faith in Jesus Christ. Until we can can believe God to produce what he says he wants to produce in the earth, there's a void in people's faith. I'm saying there's there's some type of void in their faith, but they began to believe in Jesus when they saw the miracles that were done in His name. Amen. In John six, chapter six, verse two, it says, "And a great multitude followed him." because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased so if when when they marvel they will follow you look at the meetings that people like Benny Hinn and Reinhard Bonnke have because of the signs and the miracles they marvel at the signs and the miracles that are produced you know you say well other people have big meetings too I'm talking about the ones that God is talking about here you understand what I'm saying anybody can get a big crowd you got me anybody can and you can get it by a lot of different means you can get it because people are hungry and thirsty for the word but we're talking about producing marvels and miracles as a sign of God's power in operation we want to go to a higher level folks in God we don't want just to have two or three healing ministries doing all the work I would like to see everybody out there that names the name of Jesus doing producing signs wonders and miracles they did it in the early church people do things according to the proportion of their faith if their faith stops at where it stops at that's as much as you will get and it's up to God to honor his word but the people go home without being fulfilled they go home without being healed they go home oftentimes without being made whole so as believers we want to press into this greater thing where God works with us confirms his word with signs following so we we want to you don't you don't ever want to say well uh, you know I know people that Joyce Myers got a lot of people and she does you know she's had healings in her meetings you know and she I remember a time where she was uh, working with Richard Roberts to have greater manifestations of healings in her meetings I'm not sure if they still happen if they don't happen or what happened there but I know she was seeking that so it's 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 logical when you preach the gospel to seek to help people to a greater way but if you cause them to marvel they will follow you amen they will follow you all right the other thing is when if you make them to marvel they will leave you alone hello so the same power 
that causes following will cause leaving too. Huh? Come on now, y'all. Get with me. Everybody's here acting like they, you know, Presbyterian or something. Come on now. We we believers here. <laughs> I'll show you. In Matthew chapter twenty two. <laughs> Question is who's leaving you alone and why are they doing it? And who's following you and why are they doing it? <laughs> oh Matthew chapter twenty two. Uh, let me see. Verse 12. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said to them it is written my house shall be called a house of prayer but you have made it a den of thieves okay you have made it a den of thieves now this does not mean that you can't have a book and tape table at a meeting you know I've had people that you know were kind of like new in the things of God well you know you can't sell stuff in here and I said watch me (laughs) watch me people want the word in different forms you know and we sell other things on our table you know it doesn't interfere with the meaning or anything but what what they were doing here was they were taking what was forbidden God had forbidden them to take what they called usury or interest from his people you don't charge a brother interest you're robbing the household of God when you do that the other thing they were doing they were selling doves for offerings which was something you should bring of your own you know it's uh, the priests oftentimes uh, because they had the power to examine your offering the animal you brought for sacrifice they would tell you it wasn't pure enough and you we've got one over here in better condition than the one you're <laughs> trying to pass off so we'll sell you this one for a consideration that was a stealing they were actually stealing and so that was what was forbidden by God it says in verse 14 and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them when they came to Jesus he healed them and when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things now this is the deal everybody's been in the temple given the priests and the the Pharisees all the attention up until the time Jesus comes in now all the attention's on this guy over here all the attention is on this person all the attention is on it it happens to people all the time it, you know it happened to me when I was uh, new in the things of God I was in a church and the minister said you know he said I think God's called you to ministry I see your gift blah 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 but when the gift started working and everybody hated me you understand what I'm saying and so once God anoints it that's that's out of your control you can't you can't back down from the power where well, you can refuse to cooperate but once God decides to put his power on you it, it's all God from there on in and so you will make enemies the same power that raised Christ from the dead makes enemies for us when they marvel it will make enemies for you and so when he says um when they saw the wonderful things verse 15 that he did and the children crying in the temple and saying Hosanna to the son of David they were very displeased and said to him do you hear what these people are saying and Jesus said to them yes have you never read out of the mouths of babes and sucklings you have perfected praise (laughs) Jesus always gave them the word and wisdom of the Holy Spirit and he left them and went out of the city to Bethany and he lodged there so you can see the negative impact that marveling causes on people that the marveling doesn't come through see many times we are jealous because we feel other people get too much attention other people or you know who they think they are talking all powerful and like the, you know the devil's no match for them all that who are, who are they to be that bold like that and that kind of thing and so when when the power of God manifests and causes people to marvel to sit up and take note to see you different to see your there's something higher coming out of your life or something higher coming through your your words and so forth and so on it will cause your distractors and your enemies to get angry about it 
So the Pharisees were always angry. They they were uh, plotting now to kill Jesus, and plotting now to overthrow him, etc., etc., accuse him uh, before their courts, and all of those kinds of things. It says in verse 18, now in the morning he, he, as he returned to the city he hungered and when he saw a fig tree in the way he came to it found nothing thereon but leaves only and said unto it let no fruit grow on you henceforth and forever and presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it they marveled. Amen. Here we go again. The power that works in Jesus is setting him apart from others. That's God's design. God's design through his power is to set us apart from others why does he want to set us apart because he wants to reserve people who work in his power for his use that reserves you for the use of God in other words you can't go back to being the ordinary Christian you used to be you can't go back to being the low key person that that they thought you were you can't can't go back now you must continue to go forward and and this because this power has set you apart it's that's just it that's what the anointing does period the power of God that word holy means to be to, to be set apart when that holiness starts to manifest in the form of signs and wonders and marvels it further sets you apart from other people there's a reverential fear that comes on on your life that that God wants people to know that he has put you in that position for his purpose you're not yours anymore for his glory so <clears throat> It says here they saw it that they marveled that it was soon withered away and Jesus answered and said to them truly I say to you if you have faith and not doubt you shall not only see that which is done to the fig tree but also if you say to this mountain be removed and it will be cast into the sea and all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer believing you shall receive. And so Jesus is telling them that their words carry the power that's what you need to know that when when your words are spoken and God confirms your words with signs following people will marvel at that people you know I've always held people in high esteem people that get results in prayer you know you just really tend to look at those people and you hold them in high regard because they have uh, an understanding of things they have influence with God and it's on their words and their, their understanding and their relationship with God so when 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 uh, people begin to marvel at you just like the Pharisees did with Jesus they sought to accuse him so your enemies will seek to accuse you when this marvelous power comes upon you the devil is always the accuser of the brethren and he will question you to see what's inside of you and see if you can give him a right or wrong answer and so it's always good to understand that about the things of God that, that the enemy will try to stump you and we see that over in Matthew chapter 22 and starting in verse 16 again it says they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians saying I'm sorry verse 15 then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk so here his talk is producing marvels signs wonders healings and miracles yet they're foolish enough to think they can twist his words up to get him to say something see there's a holy person here who's set apart already and here the devil thinks he's smart enough to trap him and trip him up so that they can find a way to accuse him of something they knew they couldn't entangle him when it came to producing miracles that power just worked but they want now to find a way to accuse him under the law of Moses under the old Mosaic law and so they went out they sent out unto him to their disciples with the Herodians saying master we know that you are true and teach us the way of God in truth nor do you care for any man for you regard not the person of men tell us therefore what do you think is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not so the reason they brought the Herodians you always see this you see the religious establishment and the world working together 
You saw it at the crucifixion of Jesus. You saw the Sanhedrin accusing him of religious crimes and then take him to the world to get the world to carry out the... Uh, just like it is now. You know there's a religious element that doesn't want the true people of God to go forward. And so they get you involved in court uh, you know, suing you because you don't want to make a cake for a, a same sex marriage. You got me? So the world always gets in cahoots with religion and they'll get you bound up in court. Try to strip your reputation, strip your finances, all of that stuff. That's why when we pray we go after the devil's money. You hit him where, where it will disable him. I know from years of praying against abortion, when we started to, to pray for Planned Parenthood to go bankrupt, little by little it's happening. You got me? Little by little they're closing down. Little by little. And it'll happen, folks. Once there's no money in it, trust me, you won't find so many people who think it's a woman's right to this, that, and the other. You're going to find that people are doing things and when the money's not there, they lose total interest in it. So you can disable any enemy by taking the fine takes the wheels off the cart when you take the finances away and so he says they said master we know you're true and you teach the way of and so he says uh, they ask him who's is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not so the Herodians are there to hear him uh, you know blaspheme Caesar so they can uh, accuse him of being some kind of rebel or causing some insurrection or trying to come against the state in some way and he says uh, tell us what do you think and Jesus perceived their wickedness hmm, and said why are you tempting me you hypocrites show me the money and they brought to him a penny and he said whose picture and whose name is on that money Hmm? thank God we still put in God we trust on ours you got me I mean we're not trusting (laughs) in a president a dead president we're not (laughs) and he says uh, Caesar's (laughs) and then he says and give to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what's God's Huh? And they're still more confused. Huh? And when they heard these things, they marveled again, but they left him alone and went their way. They left him alone and went their way. And so people will, marvels will cause people to run away, just like they will cause them to be drawn. When Jesus cast the, the, demon out of the the gathering the man who was living in the tombs and the demon went into the swine and the swine ran down the hill it says after people witnessed all these things they begged Jesus to leave huh they begged him to leave let me tell you why that is when when the miraculous power of God is in operation that allows the Holy Spirit to permeate the atmosphere and begin to work on the hearts of men Remember Peter with the miracle catch when Jesus said uh, come here and, and let down your nets. Oh Lord we've toiled all night we can get at anything and arguing with. You don't argue with someone when they're under the power of God under the anointing. You, you should know better. But anyway Peter dropped his net down and when he pulled it up the miraculous power of God hit him and he fell to his knees depart from me I'm a sinful man he became convicted of his sin right away and he repented the people who were in the town were in the gatherings felt the same thing but they didn't want it they said go leave us alone you know the power's too much and so you'll find both reactions to the power of God people who are hungry for righteousness will obey the power of God if it means to repent they repent so that they can get that cleansing and be right with God and find a fellowship with that power people who don't want it will say you know depart from us go away we we don't really we don't want that we don't want that here and so you'll find both reactions some people will will be blessed by it and some people will will not be blessed by it. <clears throat> so Jesus' wisdom far excelled that of his enemies and detractors. Whenever you operate in the power of God, trust the wisdom of God to exceed 
anybody who's trying to accuse you anybody who's trying to get see the the wisdom of God is far superior the devil can't lay a trap for you and capture you in it and you have no recourse you don't have to stay in that trap you can come out of that thing the wisdom of God will bust you right out of any trap that the devil sets for you. I don't care if it's a trap in court. I don't care if it's a trap in in a school system with your children. Them trying to feed them all kinds of nonsense, idiotic things that they try to teach children now. I don't care what kind of snare the enemy has you in. You you trust the wisdom of God when the word of the Lord comes to you and tells you it's you know it's bust out time today. You get busted out. It's like, you know, uh, Paul and Silas were on their way to a prayer meeting. And they got interrupted on their way to a prayer meeting because Paul just got sick of this girl following them every day with the false witness, the false testimony. And he cast that devil out of that girl and every the turn the the town got turned upside down because now she got no familiar spirit to work through. They go into prison, you know, get beaten, go in you know, jail. When they put you in jail in them days, honey, you was in jail. You, it wasn't walking around and having time in the yard. You know what I'm saying? You know, you were chained to a Roman soldier, you know, who had a sword in one hand. If you moved and he liked the way you was moved, if you had a restless night, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might as well get poked. I mean, it just seriously. And so, what did they do? They said, well, we were on our way to a prayer meeting. I guess we're going to have it right here in jail. So they began to praise God and begin to pray. And then the chains dropped off of them. Huh? They felt led to do that by the Spirit of God. They probably weren't thinking they'd get free. They just did what was in their hearts and their spirit to do. And that was lift him up in this dark place. What are you going to do? You're going to mope and whine with the rest of the princes? No, you're going to be who you are. You're going to worship God. You're going to praise God. You're going to bless his holy name wherever you are. You know, Paul understood the word so well. He probably knew before he went in there, he probably think, David, what would David, oh, I will bless the Lord of, at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. He knew the deal. He knew how to get in touch with God. He knew it. Knew what to do. Inside of us, we know what to do. We know the devil's got no business holding us down. We know he's got no business holding us up. And the wisdom of God will come in and confound the wisdom of the devil. We just have to step out into it. Don't be afraid to step out into the wisdom of God. Don't be afraid to confront the enemy who's got you trapped. Who's got you strapped. You know he's taking the bread off your table. He's taking your car away. He's taking a, you know come on now. You've got to get a wisdom from God to confound him. Go and let your mouth do what God wants it to do and let them marvel huh? let them marvel you know, many times people are least expecting us to be bold enough to confront them and when we do they're just shocked huh? they'll drop what they're holding because the shock will just get them to, to obey God huh? the devil's got something that belongs to you he must let it go he must let it go today you don't have to wait for him to let your stuff go are you kidding me you serve the living God your God is alive. You're not no Muslim or no Buddhist, you know, believing in an idol. Your God is alive. He can move for you this morning. He can move for you this afternoon. He can move for you next month. But if you want him to move today, petition him to move today. You have to wait for the devil to let your stuff go. Are you kidding me? He got no business with it. No business with it. He is accuser of the brethren. You know, he sets up lies, he sets up untruths, he sets up, oh, but you don't understand. You know, people do wrong stuff. It's still a lie. Because the blood of Jesus has provided the remedy for that. (laughs) Come out of the penalty box, folks. (laughs) Come out of the penalty box. (laughs) You serve the living God. 
talk to the God that's alive. You don't need one more doctrine. You don't need one more person's what they believe. You need to talk to the living God and get your answer from him. Get your revelation from him and move out in that revelation. Don't just sit but move out in it. Yeah, so if you, and just give the enemy what God tells you to give him. Jesus wasn't afraid of these Pharisees. He said, hmm, wonder, <laughs> wonder what I'll tell them today, Holy Spirit. You understand me? You know, he knew what was going to happen. He knew they were going to drop their accusation and move on. You got me? So if you give the devil what God tells you to give him, he will not be able to answer you back or understand you and he won't be able to fight you either. As long as he can keep you at a distance and keep you quiet, he's got you. But if you get counsel from God and you get an unction in you to go forth and speak, then go forth and speak. And they won't be able to. That's what the devil tries to keep. See, if he can intimidate you and keep you backed up and keep you from speaking, he's got you. He knows the minute you open your mouth, God's going to fill it with words that he will not be able to resist or gainsay. You got me? And you'll get out of that prison that he's trying to keep you in. The religious will never accept that they are no match for you. So you know the Pharisees come back all the time. They just keep coming back for more. You know rubbing their head. Rubbing the last knot you put up there. And they ask you again. You put another knot up there. And they go go home and rub that for a few days. But they're driven. They're demonically driven. So they're not going to give up too easily. So just pop them on the head the next time you see them. So in John chapter 5 we'll move on to the next one. If you make them marvel they will hate you. How's that sound? (laughs) If you cause them to marvel they will hate you. John 5. Hey, you know we got to grow up, folks. <laughs> we know this, but we're going to know it again today. You're always in a warfare. Always. Ah, let me see. Five, we'll go to verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. Jesus went up to Jerusalem. There was up there a uh, at the market a pool, which in the Hebrew tongue is called Bethesda, having five porches. <coughs> I think Bethesda means house of mercy. No? I think it is. In, in, in mercy? Okay. In these lay a great multitude of impotent people. You know. At the house of mercy, there's all the sickness. You know, I'm sure Jesus would come on, come on, please. You know, he's thinking that to himself. You know, there's no mercy in this place. Why even calling it that? Until he shows up. A great multitude, you got me, of impotent, blind, hot lame, waiting for the moving of the water. This is the problem. You're waiting on something that's already been given. Hmm? Waiting on something that's already been given. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then went in first. Now this is not even doctrine folks. This is like you know the uh, people that will go on pilgrimages to places that are supposed to have miracles and stuff like that. And you know some people get healed anyway. God isn't intimidated by a statue that weeps. You understand what I'm saying? If your faith is in operation, he'll heal anyway. You know, people will know it wasn't the statue. They'll know it's God. Or God will, you know, he's so merciful to want to heal people. He responds to faith. Your faith just happens to be in the place where there's a a relic or something. You understand what I'm saying? Say, for instance, if somebody believed that... Uh, this curtain up here had some miraculous power because somebody stood under there and got healed or something and people start to gravitate if somebody comes in faith God will heal them he didn't care where you are and so this is what happened during this time but people will take a one time occurrence and make a doctrine out of it and that's wrong and so Jesus wants to correct their doctrine he says, he says, anybody went down after was the first one in was made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there. This certain man, certain man, certain man, certain man. Had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. 
when Jesus saw him lie and knew he had been a long time in that case. Knew he had been a long time. He said to him, you know, it's amazing to me. It doesn't matter how long you've been paralyzed, sick, whatever it is, how long. Jesus can heal you at any moment. You know, you can be healed at any time. And he said to him, will you be made whole? The part, that word that sozo, to be made whole, one of the definitions is to have your doctrine corrected. So Jesus went about correcting doctrine as well as healing. The Bible says he taught and he healed. And so what Jesus is doing here, he's correcting their doctrine which said only one person, the first person that jumped in after. Now think about what we're saying here. Whoever that first person was that jumped in. No doubt was healed before they jumped in. Because how are you going to jump in someplace unless you have the ability? You understand? What, you got me? So God heals according to his word, according to faith. I don't care who it is, what they think the circumstances were. They're adding it up wrong. Just because one and one look like four over here, that doesn't make it four. And so this man even says it. When Jesus said, will you be made whole? He said, listen, I be trying to get down there. He says, I have no man. He said, even if an angel came down and troubled the water, I'm in such bad shape. I don't even have anybody to take me limping down there and toss me into the pool so I could get a healing if an angel really ever showed up. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a lost cause. Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. The guy said, while I'm coming, another person comes before me. In other words, there's a stampede for this pool. You understand? He said, rise, take up your bed and walk. In other words, Jesus has a way to heal you there's not just one way but he is the way when he comes on the scene the way has been made for you to receive your healing and Jesus tells him use your faith get up do the best you can Oral Roberts used this over and over and over in his healing tent. You know, in the meetings they had, they had certain people that they could pray for in the meetings. But uh, behind the meetings there was a tent where they would lay people on cots and things like that that they couldn't get into the auditorium. And there were certain people that he had that would work with them. And uh, there's a, a story that's told about a little girl that was paralyzed. And and they told her after she was prayed for, they told her start doing something move something and all she could do was blink her eyes and she began to blink her eyes under the word of God that was spoken to her use her faith when faith meets the anointing you have a divine appointment for your healing and she began to blink her eyes and she began to move her legs and they say she got up jumped off that cart and ran around that tent and told her mama I told you you see the faith I told you I was going to get it I told you she had already expressed just like the woman with the issue of blood if I can just but touch him, I know I will be made whole. This man had given up on the, the, the old false doctrine way of getting healed. So that opened the door for his faith to work so that Jesus the healer could come and heal him. When you quit believing in myths, when you quit believing in fairy tales, when you quit believing in something that's false that opens the door for your faith in God to work and so the only thing he needed was the invitation the anointing the unction of God to come and speak to him what to do in order to loose his faith out of his body you know many times faith is locked up in us because we don't have the instruction of how to put it put it to use and let it loose and so Jesus comes with the instruction he says rise take up your bed and walk and immediately the man was made whole took up his bed and walked and it just happened to be that it was on the Sabbath day the Jews therefore said that you know Jesus didn't care he knew he'd get in trouble he could care less about their words against him we need to be the same way 
Jews therefore said to him that was cured it's a Sabbath day it's not lawful for you to carry your bed isn't it just like religion just to make up something to point the finger at somebody who's doing something miraculous he answered him he that made me whole the same one told me to take up my bed and walk then they asked him what man is that (laughs) you know here we go the accusers getting evidence all the time wanting to accuse you you're going to have this too folks you you start letting the power of God work through you you start being a separated set apart person that God uses to produce the signs and the miracles and he said it was he that in verse 13 and he said he that was healed he said I don't know who it was for Jesus had conveyed himself away a multitude being in that place afterwards Jesus found him in the temple and told him this he said now look you're healed go and sin no more in other words get out of this temple get out of this religious hell hole get out of this place where they're going to steal your healing because they're picking at you already with the bed situation it, it just it happens you know people fall in love with my home church my this my that they can't get healed there they'll come to your meeting get healed then go back to the dead place and pretty soon they're back in the healing line again because they you understand what I'm saying come in faith and leave in in the soul you know no obedience that's what it is they're being disobedient if Jesus told him that the Holy Spirit tells everybody that you got me tells you where to go so you can keep your healing he said go and sin no more lest a worse thing come to you the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole therefore the Jews persecuted Jesus sought to kill him because he had violated the Sabbath <laughs> which was not an offense you know punishable by death you got me and Jesus answered them my father works hitherto and I work therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him because not only did he do this break the Sabbath now he's saying God's his father you know always looking for something to accuse you of yeah just be wise folks the bible tells us be wise as serpents harmless as doves you know you work around a lot of unbelievers you know just always operate in a discreet fashion you know don't let them know you know don't be a person of a loose mouth around believers because they're looking for things that you say to entrap you with so that you understand what I'm saying you say things by unction God will take care of you but so much of what we say and how we interact with people is not unctuous you know what I'm saying it's not not what God would have you to say many times so you know yeah so anyway so that was John 5 so Jesus broke the law of the Sabbath in favor of a higher law the law of grace he healed a man when the Pharisees saw him carry his bed they questioned him and that carrying your bed really is your testimony it's really designed to cause you to stand out so that others will believe and so God will have one reason for for an instruction but the enemy will always see it the opposite way he will always use it as an occasion to accuse someone so they one began to wonder and question the man about his healing who did this who told you you could carry your bed today breaking the sabbath did not carry a death sentence but blasphemy did and so they keep questioning jesus to see if they could get something that they can drag him to court this is the devil he likes dragging blood-bought people to court catches you doing one thing wrong and he wants to beat you up forever about it you understand what I'm saying and if you don't know how to get yourself free from that and get under the blood and know that you 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 know you're free you understand me sometimes you can have a little snare hanging a little snag hanging a little doubt hanging Uh, stay with God until you get that stuff taken care of get that out of there so that you don't have all of this nonsense hanging on you that the devil can cling to and make you doubt that God's with you 
And he wants you to have what belongs to you now. The devil will always tell you later. You can't have it now. You wait, wait later. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, no, oh no, not you. Later. Put you in the back of the line. You're the head, not the tail. And God means that. You don't go to the back of the line. You stay at the head of the line. That's what favor means. It means they take care of you before they take care of anybody else. See? You can you can have that. You shouldn't be waiting on anything that belongs to you. And I mean it, not one thing. You don't let the devil hold your stuff for ransom until you get the understanding of who you are. You've got to know who you are and walk in that all time. You, know, you can't can't let him do that to you. He'll see you sit down on the street, to, you know, and then you know just have church people drive past you and you know <laughs> have them laughing at you too. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, that's him. That's him. He loves that kind of stuff. Jesus' boldness always called them to marvel, caused them to marvel. They they wanted to see him collapse and, and get fearful for his own life. He he didn't care about that. He came to give his life a ransom. They couldn't take it until it was time, but he wasn't fearful about anything that they accused him or tried to do to him. Creator of the universe. And so he was he was he was uh, accused they had tried to accuse him at all times so what does it mean also to marvel it means to stand out and to to as in a person it also means to come back and rebound after the enemy has struck you a blow see people will marvel at that are you kidding me the, uh, in in psalms 118 Acts four, eleven, Matthew twenty one forty two, Luke twenty seventeen, First Peter two seven. This is the Lord's doing. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The despised of the earth, those who are counted out as nothing, Jesus. The stone that the builders rejected, the builders of the natural temple, the builders of the religious system, the, the builders Caesar, all those builders rejected him. He's the stone that the builders rejected, but when that stone that tried to hold him was rolled away, he emerged victorious over every power of darkness, every power that's in heaven and earth, under the earth, every power. And, and, it, he, it, and he has become the chief cornerstone now. The firstborn of many brethren. The master and creator, the heir of all things. We're joint heirs with him. He's brought many sons and daughters to God. This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. God will do the same thing with you. You'll be the stone that everybody rejected. Everybody thought was not going to get anywhere. Everybody thought that wasn't going to do anything with their lives. Everybody thought that, you know, you were, you know, when you would talk about seeking the supernatural and God was speaking to you and what God's, they just look at you funny and roll their eyes. Pretty soon they whisper about you. Hmm? You become the, the, now you become sought after. Everybody wants to, you understand what I'm saying? They all want, it was that way when we first started, you know, and it, it, with the prophetic. You know, you didn't tell a person you were a prophet. You just went and sat on the back row and hoped nobody noticed you. And you hoped God didn't tell you to do anything. You know, you were just kind of hungry for the word. You wanted fellowship with the believers. You wanted to be in church with people. And they chase you out and run you into a cave. You got me? So you stay in the cave and you share the word, you preach the word, you prophesy, you do everything God tells you to do. And then all of a sudden somebody wants to come down the cave. They recognize now that they need what you have. Everybody now recognizes. There's so many people recognizing it now. You got more false almost coming up than you do true. But people will know the truth because God confirms it with signs following. So there's no way to, to not know what's true and not know what's of God. But when you're rejected, you're the stone 
God is just polishing you. Every time somebody kicks that stone, if friction comes against it and it gets smooth and it gets polished and it's able to fit into the place where God wants it to fit and pretty soon soon people are beginning to take the knowledge and understanding you have and they build their ministries on what you have you got me they build their their uh, their uh, revelation on what God has shown you you understand me and so these things are God's doing and people will marvel at that well I thought this was a person that well I thought you know, you know, my pastor told me women weren't supposed to preach, and you know, all, you get all that stuff. You understand? And, and sometimes it doesn't take long for God to show people. You know, especially if they're they're blind and, and he's merciful to them. He'll begin to show people uh, who you are and, and what you're able to do. I can't tell you the people that have come to this ministry and has, has got offended and didn't want to come back. And then later on, you know, you get the call. You know, that's why we don't throw people out. We don't tell people they can't come back. We we allow people they, they feel free. You know, and they'll call you one night or call you, and you know they want to take up all your time on the phone. Now that's the way Pharisees do. They came to Jesus by night. You know, don't want nobody to see me coming in your church by day, but I'll call you by night. Want to know everything? That kind of thing. And so you have to you have to share Christ with them. You can't withhold what God has given you freely. Free you receive freely you give but God will will prove to people who you are you don't have to people who don't have the goods will always argue that they do people who do have it have enough sense not to this well God will show them you know what I'm saying I mean it really if somebody needs to be shown that'll happen and so these are the things folks when they when when you cause them to marvel that's that's our job to cause the people to marvel at the wonderful works of God I mean people getting healed people set free people coming out of darkness and and, you know not having to take drugs anymore not wanting to be violent anymore not wanting to to do harm to their loved ones anymore that kind of stuff reconciliation coming those are the things God wants to bring through his people and so we, we are we are the children that God has given to the Lord and we are for signs and wonders. Amen. All right, why don't we stop? Father in heaven, we thank you for allowing us understanding of the great things of God that are coming to us through signs and wonders in your church, among your people, for your people, for the lost, for the sick, for the halt, the blind, the lame, Father. That your word is coming forth to give us power and to give us understanding. And we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. If anybody needs prayer, I'll pray.